Whoever fights monsters should see to it that in the process, he does not become a monster. And if you gaze long enough into an abyss, the abyss will gaze back into you. Hello and welcome to episode 227 of Under the Cowl of MS. It's a Tuesday episode, a little bit of comics, a little bit of MS, a little bit of who knows what. Today, we're talking about Marvel Tales, number one, featuring Ravencroft, Institute for the Criminally Insane. This is very interesting. Uh, It's got a variety of different stories from the Ravencroft franchise. It starts out with... uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, where Craven's last hunt ended. ended. Vermin, Vermin's Begins. It's the Child Within, part one of six. In this episode, you got the man-wolf-like character. His name's Vermin, but he looks like man-wolf. When you first start out, I was thinking that it was man-wolf. But it ends up being a character called Berman, which I don't remember ever seeing before. They see this character locked up in an insane asylum, and he gets breaks out, and he's running through the sewer system. And for some reason, there's this little kid in the sewers, all alone. I it's kind of goofy that the kid's just wandering around down there by himself. I don't know if he was actually there, or if Berman was just seeing things. These are. The kid wants to go home, and Vermin basically tries to help the kid out. And then in, uh, uh, we get into the child within part one, Up from the Depths. You see Spider-Man going around, and his spidey senses aren't really triggering at the moment when certain things are happening, but eventually he finds out that Vermin escaped the Ravencroft Institute and he's hunting after him. And Vermin keeps talking with the boy and the boy wants to go home and he brings the boy up out of the sewers and keeps contemplating just eating the boy because Vermin's one of those characters that will kill and eat people. He basically lives with the rats, acts like a rat. Uh, You see Mary Jane going through some stuff in here because Peter's supposed to be meeting up with her and instead he heard about this escape going on and goes after Vermin and just ends up blowing his date and everything with Mary Jane which happens often whenever some something comes into play. But it's a fun storyline watching those two. Go at it and learn about this character. I'd like to learn more about him. It kind of seems like a character I may have seen in the past a little bit, but I don't know. Then they go on to Spider-Man Unlimited. This is where Maximum Carnage begins here. It's uh, issue number one. Of Spider-Man Unlimited. I think it was done in 1990s. Early 90s. 93 maybe. 
And you see the Carnage character getting hauled around in Ravencroft. And eventually some stuff happens. <clears throat> Excuse me, I gotta take a take a sip of water for the working man out there. And women. <laughs> uh Going horse as soon as I start talking. What the hell? <clears throat> this is the first podcast of the day, the only one I was going to do, but hopefully we can get through it. But yeah, the Carnage character ends up taking form again. They thought they had all the symbiote out of him, out of him, but he ended up having a little bit of symbiote hid deep inside of him and he released it when he wanted to and now he's in the midst of a breakout and while this is going on there's Peter and I believe a variety of other characters. I don't have my glasses on right now and I'm just not able to see anything today everything's a major blur for some reason but there's a funeral going on for uh osborne i believe and while that's going on carnage breaks loose well the symbiote takes over the guy's body again and carnage breaks loose and basically kills a bunch of prison guards, prisoners, all that. And hooks up with, finds this one strange get, looking gal. With their faces painted up white with a star on her eye. And he kind of falls for her. She kind of gets carnage all. all interested in her and what she can do and what wants to know more about her. And so he breaks her out of the prison. Well, the Institute, basically a prison breaks her out also. And they go on a big spree of carnage <laughs> and they come across the doppelganger Spider-Man and she falls in love with that character and makes it her little pet. And it's just fun seeing some of these characters popping up and Spidey comes across them. The doppelganger attacks Spidey. He has to deal with her and him, her and the doppelganger attacking him while Carnage is off doing other things. And he, Spidey finds out that she has quite a bit of power that he couldn't control at the moment. And, of course, the doppelganger Spider-Man Spider is just kicking the crap out of Spidey because he's waste, got all these extra strengths and stuff. And, but then Carnage goes off to find Joe. Jonah Jameson and have a talk with him because uh, 
I think actually isn't the. Uh, I wish I had my glasses. I think Carnage is Jonah's son, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. But yeah, then we get into the Amazing Spider-Man number seven ninety-eight. This one we get to see more Jonah Jameson, and then. Peter Parker and Flash Thompson and Norman Osborn are all in here. Yeah, Anti Venom, the Goblin. They're all their characters. The Goblin attacks the Bugle and they're trying to figure some stuff out. Puts a bomb in there and threatens to kill everybody in there if, if Spidey doesn't show up and Spidey just happens to appear. Peter Parker just happens to go off and find him and happened to come across him pretty quick and Spidey shows up and, and we also have the anti-venom character showing up and a bunch of hilarity <laughs> and fighting and stuff ensues bomb goes off in the building and we just see a variety of things happen that I just really can't spoil up but Lots of fun. The Carnage, the Goblins, the Anti-Venom, Spidey, the Doppelgangers, all these other characters. This was a nice book. Nice and thick. Very fun. Nice little teasers to all those different storylines. Check that out if you are into that run at all or those storylines at all or those characters. You can read it without anything else, which is nice. But it will tease you to the point that you're going to want to get other stuff. Then we got Ravencroft Institute for the Criminally Insane Issue 2. I know I got to get it Issue 1, and I will. I was going to probably pick it up this week, maybe, if I can find it at a shop. I went to a shop on Sunday that I thought was open on Sundays, but here they are closed. So I didn't get to do that. But we got the Ravencroft. Institute for the Criminally Insane has been rebuilt. At the helm is Wilson Fisk, the former kingpin of crime, who is now the mayor of New York City. Though he has turned away from a life of crime, yeah, right, unwanted, horrible test subjects of the previous era of Ravencroft have a history with Wilson Fisk they'd like to address. Not to mention the fact that Fisk has appointed Taskmaster, Master, Scorpion, Moonstone, and Hobgoblin to his staff. So he's got himself a nice little group of very good people that don't cause any crime, of course. <laughs> but we see some stuff here with uh, Fisk getting a phone call from Mr. Fantastic. And he's in the negative zone, so Fisk must must not know anything about that. So Fisk thinks he's around. But yeah, he can't really, Mr. Fantastic can't really do much of anything. Because he's locked away in the negative zone. And, <clears throat> and can't get back if he had to anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But he's talking to Fisk, and then Fisk gets a package, and Fisk gets all frustrated, hangs up, then goes out to do some things, and you find him dealing with 
character from the Institute that's trying to get more money out of Fisk or doing certain illegal activities for him. And Fisk takes things into his own hands, of course. And we get to see the unwanted characters, the really massively deformed characters that we heard about in one of my previous episodes that were test subjects down in the dungeons of Ravencroft and ended up having all these things that affected them. And in here we do uh, deal with Manwolf, the basically James, Jonah Jameson's son, I believe it is. It's Manwolf. And, uh, or is it Manwolf or Werewolf by Night? I don't know. Werewolf creature, you know. <laughs> One of them. Then a couple of these other characters we see there in prison, and they they end up having some scraps in prison because they're being called out for certain things, and then they got to get out of there. It's an interesting storyline still, but I do got to find out what happened in issue one and then get back into issue three and beyond and see what happens with that. But from Marvel Comics, those are a couple Ravencroft ones to get you dipped into things. But I I definitely suggest if you're going to get into the regular Ravencroft one, start with that Ravencroft Dracula that I did and double check to see if any other ones came out prior to the Ravencroft number one, and then go from there, because I know they had a bunch of bunch of different little side runs. That's why I ended up waiting on that, to hopefully get a group of them for, in some bargain bins one day or whatever, put that collection together. But I read a good chunk of the Absolute Carnage run that was before it, but I'm going to have to get more of those also because because I wanted, I'd like to finish that run off now that I know how it turned out coming into the Ravencroft run, and it was a pretty interesting storyline. So then our final one is Usagi Yojimbo. We got Dragon Bellows Conspiracy number two. We got the girl that's still being uh, held prisoner by some characters, the blind swordsman and I think that's actually that I can't remember if that's the blind swordsman that pick character or not but uh, I know he's in here but she's basically Noriaki is being held cap prisoner and she keeps fighting away and trying to get out of there no this isn't the same the blind this pig character isn't the blind one. This is a different one. But they're beating her and going to plan on killing her, but they're just trying to get some information on her. And at the same time, we got... Uh, um, I, this is a very bad day for names. But Usagi's sometimes buddy, the, the rhino character, he's wandering around and he comes across a variety of uh, samurai or a ninja characters that have been slaughtered and he thinks that 
certain people are involved and he's on the hunt for them. And when he's on the hunt for them, that's when he could, when uh, some other two other characters come across the blind swordsman character, but then he finds out some things about them and he's like invites them in. And then some things happen with those characters in the blind swordsman and, at the same time, we have one of the ninja characters that's off trying to do some other evil master's bidding, and he's on the hunt for one of the other masters. And while he does that, Yusaji Yojimbo comes across the ninja village, and the whole ninja village, all the kids, the adults, they're all killed. And Usagi's like, what happened here? It's obviously someone evil, because why would you kill the kids and, and the innocent women and all that stuff? And so he takes all the bodies and gives them, because they're just left laying all over, strewn out, out in the open in the village. He gets all the bodies put into one hut and makes it more respectful to the dead and while doing this he comes out of the hut as he's finishing up and the one ninja cat character that's left sees Usagi coming out covered in blood so he thinks Usagi when he comes into the village and sees the hut full of uh, all his dead family and friends that Usagi Jim Yojimbo killed them all but he didn't he was just giving him a proper burial. So the cat character lights the hut on fire and burns all the evidence and goes hunting down Usagi and does not accept that Usagi didn't do it. He figures, yes, you did. You're an evil samurai. You don't like ninja, all that stuff. They have their battles and the storyline goes on, but I don't want to give it all away. I've already given a bunch of stuff away, but uh, I'm loving this run. Like I do all the Usagi runs. They're just fun. It's just, I know I don't like animal characters that get dressed up, but there are certain storylines where they do a decent job, like the Usagi Yojimbo one. That's why I enjoy reading it. But yeah, check those out. It's from IDW. That's issue number two. And I think that'll be it for comic book portion. And we'll get right back to you with a little multiple grosses stuff coming up right after this. Okay, let's get into some multiple grosses stuff. Uh, before I start talking about anything, just a little update on the whole Mavenclad situation and everything. I'm going to start uh, coming Monday. I got a call from my nurse today. I had the option to either have her here with me when I start, or we can do it virtually. I chose to go virtually because she's going to discuss a bunch of the stuff, information related to my Maven Cloud and getting me all started on everything, kind of see how it all works out. Then I'll start it that day. I think we're going to have our meeting around 
our virtual meeting at 11 and I plan on starting the medication, I think around 1130. So I'll probably just take it while I'm on video with her. We're doing a zoom, zoom call. So that should work out decent. I've done a few of them now. So with other doctors and they worked out good. So, but yeah, she's like, I want to go over everything with you. I have the big book, the Maven Clad book and everything. And I explained to her that I do podcast and MS podcasts. And I have been talking a lot about the Maven Clad. And I'm going to basically record my whole journey with it and see how everything goes. During the first two weeks of the one week. Um, format and if I'm having issues then I'll go longer but I'll at least let you guys know probably daily or whatever what's going on with me me physically how it's affecting me and all that stuff but it's like we know that this is snowflake disease and everything else so it doesn't really matter how it goes with me it's not you're not going to feel things the same way I do you may have some of the issues that I do or hopefully don't have any issues which i hope will happen just wipe out all those t and b cells and let them rebuild themselves and hopefully i'll get some new friendly t and b cells that decide not to attack my myelin and my my nerve central nervous system and stuff but i'm looking forward to it and i got a whole bunch of things planned throughout it and We'll see how they go as long as I ain't feeling like complete and utter shit. And hopefully some of these things will work out to my benefit. But yeah, I plan on that next Monday starting it and going into seclusion for probably two weeks. Just hide out from everybody because I don't know, don't know exactly how it works with everybody as far as I know you can be within a few feet of someone that's sick and contract what they have or stuff like that. Your body can absorb viruses and stuff easier. And with the whole new COVID launch and all that crap going on, I'm going to just behave myself for two weeks during each of the one week startups, those first two months. So the first two weeks of each month or the next two months, I will sit there and just, hide from everybody and works out good because Ma's gonna have her card game and stuff so I'm gonna I told her get that out of the way so I don't have to worry about having to take care of things for that and she'll get that out the day before you won't have to worry about it for a couple months after that I don't have to worry about getting things for them and getting everything set up and worrying about feeling like crap when people are over and don't have to I made my issues better that way so but either way it wouldn't matter because I just hide in the basement and lock myself away from everybody so hopefully this will go good we got a good variety of things built up for it and prepared so I just gotta keep up with the water I'm gonna just try and get at least 64 more ounces of water in me every day and just 
apparently that helps with the fatigue issues and pain issues and stuff. I've been told but by other maven clatters, but I none of the nurses or doctors or anybody said anything about that. But they also didn't say that when you go in and get your COVID vaccine. It's like, make sure you drink at least two big glasses of water before it and do arm exercises and you won't more than likely won't have to deal with any arm pain and stuff like others have have mentioned they've dealt with but i've done that also and i was fine with the first one the second one was first one was my right arm second one was in my left arm for some reason I got this sore feeling that pops up every few days in that area of my arm, and it's been a while since I had that, so I don't understand why it's still sore there. So, who knows? I'm kind of curious. All I could think of is maybe some muscular damage from the vaccine. Maybe it does some damage to our muscular area. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you. I can't see inside my body. I just know what pains I feel and on knowing how, with how MS works, it could just be a neurological pain that our brain thinks is there, but it's not there, but our brain makes us feel it anyways. But what you going to do? So speaking about our brain, let's talk about some supplements that might help us with concentration. It's like, Nootropics can be your little micro brain boost. Go, go, go lifestyle of the current age, which is us allocating even our time on the porcelain throne can catch up on emails and stuff like that to catch up on things. And you're doing things kind of multitasking wherever you go, trying to keep up with society and social networking and all that crap but it can be very taxing on our bodies and our brains so in response productivity warriors and creatives alike are turning towards brain boosting aids known as nootropics or smart drugs Uh, nootropics have been around since 1970s according to uh, certain sports medicine people, but have reemerged thanks to anecdotal evidence and online testimonials that they decrease stress and increase mental stamina. Um, there's things like ginseng, which has benefits to treat stress, improve brain function, antioxidant support. Uh, For the most part, ginseng is safe to consume. However, people say headaches, dizziness, anxiety, insomnia, nervousness, nausea, diarrhea, agitation, dry mouth, and rapid heart rate are always a possible side effect of taking nootropics, especially if they're taken incorrectly. So watch for those type of things. and. See if you're taking too much of something or taking too many different nootropics and stuff. That can overstimulate your body. Uh, MCT. I mentioned I started taking MCT oil. Now in my coffee, 
about a tablespoon. I basically I just do a squirt. So I don't know, roughly a tablespoon. I put in, and they say if you want to make it a bulletproof coffee, then you add a, gra- a tablespoon of grass-fed butter. Also, and it increases the benefits. I don't really want to have butter in my coffee, but I did look to see if they had it at the grocery store. And so far, three grocery stores I've went to do not have grass-fed butter. It's like I wanted to buy just one little block just to try it, but I'm not going to sit there and hunt it down because it sounds kind of gross to me in the first place. But who knows? Could have extra benefits. I did do the MCT oil. I do it pretty much every morning. I have a cup of coffee now. Put some in my coffee, and I feel it has helped me with my get up and go in the morning. But I'm also putting a ton of other stuff in me. But then I found out these this new CBD company that I'm using. I get CBD oils from them. I get CBD ointments for pain, salves. And stuff like that. I get pure CBD, which is a CBD powder you can cook with. And I get a CBD honey, which is awesome. I just love the taste of this honey. It does not harden up. It stays nice and smooth. And I found out this week, because I was in there getting some more honey. And everybody's buying it. <laughs> so I told too many people about it, I guess, because... They only had three bottles left on the shelf, and the guy's works in the medical field also, and he's busy doing a bunch of stuff with the some doctors at the moment, so he's getting behind on his making of his CBD stuff, and he they only had three bottles left, so I snatched up two of them. Even though I had a bottle still at home, it's like I ain't going to let that run out. I, lo- I like that too much, but... uh. Then he had a big bottle of MCT up on the shelf also. And I'm like, well, how much is that? Because I just bought it from Amazon. And I was curious if I could buy it. If I found a good good MCT oil locally. Because I was checking it out. And it was a good product. Uh, then I'd pick it up if it was price-wise equal to what I was getting through Amazon. But he's like, no, that's just it for me to show an example because apparently that's what he uses for his base in his uh cbds so that that makes sense because that's probably why the cbd honey doesn't harden like many other honeys after it's got a whiff of air enough times it usually starts to crystallize and stuff and this stuff just stays so beautifully soft it's awesome but yeah, MCT benefits are general brain health, brain energy, anti-stress, antioxidants. Uh, if you want it in your nat- in its natural form version of MTC, check it out. Or you can opt just for coconut oil itself, which is basically what MCT oil is. Just a higher responsive type oil i'm assuming but the recommended dose in most studies has been two tablespoons so that's good to know because i'm doing a tablespoon of my coffee plus with all my cbs stuff i add to my morning routine i'm probably getting another another one or two tablespoons 
of it in my system, but and then they say brew up a pot of coffee, bulletproof style, by adding MCT coconut oil. And then Dave Asprey, the founder and CEO, CEO of Bulletproof, recommends starting with 8 to 12 ounces of coffee and two tablespoons of MCT source, which is, I'm assuming, how they how they come up with the one tablespoon of MCT oil and then the one tablespoon of grass-fed bro, uh, brother, <laughs> grass-fed butter. But, yeah, brother, <laughs> either brother. <laughs> uh, that's a little Hulk Hogan reference if you don't know what I'm doing. Um, it's supposed to provide longer-lasting energy rather than a drink that simply helps you wake up. And all in all, it's clean energy without the negative effects of caffeine and sugar crashes. So that way you can just have your couple cups of coffee instead of having a whole bunch of them and burning yourself out. One study found that some people with experience adverse, or some people will experience adverse reactions such as diarrhea, dyspepsia, and flatulence. So if you begin taking MCTs, and have those effects stop taking them. MCTs are also very high in saturated fats and calories, which means it could negatively affect your cholesterol levels and weight loss initiatives. However, as long as you keep to one to two tablespoons per day and use it to replace, not add, to your normal fat intake, these negative effects are unlikely. So, yeah, I can see that. I didn't realize that. Uh, that it was higher in fats, so saturated fats, and calories. So that's one thing I'm going to have to take into consideration starting next week. I'm going to probably regulate it more now. That I do know that and try and keep it to two tablespoons a day. I'm just going to have to find out what percentage is in my CBDs so I can comparatively uh, take it or I can just go to the CBD part of it and have that with my coffee and I do do the CBD oil so since I now know that MCT is in the oil anyways I can just put the and I always used to put the oil directly in my coffee but since I started using MCT oil separately with my coffee I just been taking my dabber my squeeze tube full of cbds i just put under my tongue and then uh, take a drink of coffee and let it simmer in there for a second before i swallow it just because the warmth of the coffee can help increase the effects of the cbds i've been told so because i know with like the full spectrum cbds which i have full and broad spectrum but the broad spectrum is usually just something for the afternoon but the full spectrum is what i usually use uh, and that has an average of 0.03 percent thc in it and the warmth warmth of the you want to use warming effects with thc to get it to release any of its uh, beneficial effects yeah but then there's L-theanine, which has benefits of feeling of calm 
and increase creativity. Why does that sound weird to me today? Let's say (laughs) creativity. According to the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, something called polyphenol EGCG, which is found in green tea, can actually reduce the efficacy of some chemotherapy drugs. So it's worth chatting with your healthcare provider before investing. If you have a pre-existing condition, well, shit, man, this is, I'm really glad I did this today. <laughs> Read this, uh, this uh, health form because I'm coming up with more and more things that I'm realizing I'm going to have to change some of my stuff that I had planned for my starting of my Maven Maven clad because green tea was one thing I was going to be starting up on Monday with that again, which I used to use green tea a lot, but then I got away from the tea and went back to the coffee. But yeah, I think I'm going to have to stick with the coffee more and hold off on green tea till maybe after the first two months. And I'll get into the green tea thing that I planned on doing internally and externally. But yeah, if it's going to reduce the efficacy of some chemotherapy drugs, and I'm doing a drug that's basically a, one of the heavier chemotherapy drugs, yeah, I better not mess around with that at all so but I definitely uh lithionine can be found in green black and white teas with green tea containing the most and then you can also get it in supplement forms but yeah it's... then we have rhodiola rosé benefits are alleviate brain fatigue and beat stress uh, it's available in tea form, but some people say that they're not typically recommended because it makes accurate dosing tricky. So you can look into supplement form and they say standardized amount of 3% rosavins and 1% salidrozides is the ratio that the compounds naturally occur in the root. So basically avoid ingesting it before bed because it may elicitate an, an excite, excitatory response. So check your supplements, see what's in them. Rhodiola rosy is generally safe and well tolerated for most people but look for a third party certification to make sure the product you're purchasing has optimal effectiveness and safety Uh, and if you're having trouble focusing maca is good for that it can increase mental energy better focus improved overall memory and feeling of calm it's generally safe for most people, and it may take some experimenting to feel an effect. Talk to your doctor before trying any supplements, especially if you're pregnant, breastfeeding, or have a thyroid problem. I know I had my thyroid tested just because of a lot of thi- thyroid issues, and luckily mine is not uh, in any bad 
areas at the moment. So, uh, unfair advantages of shots. Well, unfair advantage shots are made up of CoQ10 and PQQ, two coenzymes that may help your cells create energy. Uh, unfair advantage benefits are burst of brain energy and promotes brain health. Uh, directions are to take one to four amulet ampules at a time of unfair advantage during the day. I'm guessing it's some type of supplement. While the research on this blend's benefit is lacking, that what's available suggests that the two coenzymes are low risk to add to your diet. Though it's worth talking to your doctor if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. Uh, you got BLXR, which is Beekeepers Naturals. B.LXR claims to offer a clean, jitter-free brain boost. The supplement list, royal jelly, bacopa, maniari, plant extract, and ginkgo biloba leaf as its primary ingredients. BLXR brain fuel benefits are fight brain fog and general memory and focus support. Uh, possible side effects while our research on the specific blends benefits is non-existent. Uh, the research available suggests that these ingredients are low risk for side effects. There's Nutin, N-E-U-T-E-I-N. Benefits of that is improved working memory, sustained focus, overall cognitive support. But yeah, those are a variety of things you can try out. See if anything helps with your cognitive issues. It's always good to have those extra little boosts. And then and there's a little thing about whether or not drinking is good or bad. It looks like the spammers are on us. Uh, drinking liquids. Basically, like, to understand why water is thought to disturb digestion, it's useful to first understand the normal digestive process. Digestion starts in the mouth as soon as you start to chew your food. Chewing signals your sal salivary glands to start producing saliva which contains enzymes that help you break down food once in your stomach food gets mixed with acidic gastric juices which further breaks it down and produces a thick liquid known as, known as chyme in your small intestine chyme gets mixed with digestive enzymes from your pancreas and bile acid from your liver these further break down the time, preparing each nutrient for absorption into your bloodstream. Most nutrients are absorbed as the time travels through your small intestine. Only a small portion remains to be absorbed once it reaches your colon. Once in your bloodstream, nutrients travel to different areas of your blood. Digestion ends when the leftover meat materials are excreted. Depending on what you eat, this whole digestive process can, process can take anywhere from 24 to 72 hours, which makes sense why it's so easy to put on fat and stuff. It can have a lot of stuff sitting in your system just waiting to digest and 
you're adding more and more to it. Basically, during digestion, food gets broken down within your body so that its nutrients can be absorbed into your bloodstream. Uh, Drinking liquids like water, alcohol, or acidic drinks with meals is unlikely to harm your digestion. Uh, There's been... Different rumors about liquids speeding ingestion, waters and stomach acid and digestive enzymes. Drinking, many people claim that drinking water with meals dilutes stomach acid and digestive enzymes, making it more difficult for your body to digest food. But this claim implies that your digestive system is unable to adapt its secretions to the consistency of a meal, which is false. But don't take those claims into effect and if you don't have liquids with you and you could end up choking on food you gotta help push that food down into your system it's like liquids help break down large chunks of food making it easier for them to slide down your esophagus and into your stomach so you need that but whether consumed during or before meals liquids play several important roles in the digestive process so but I also want to consider what liquid you're drinking. It's like, are you drinking a bunch of alcohol? Are you drinking a bunch of sugary drinks? Or are you focusing on water or something good, better for you? But drinking water may, with meals may help regulate your appetite, prevent overeating, and promote weight loss. This does not apply to beverages that have calories. You have GERD, G-E-R-D, limiting fluid intake with meals may decrease your reflux system. So if you have those acid reflux issues, take that into consideration. Basically, when it comes to drinking liquids with meals, base your decision on what feels best. Consuming liquids with your food is painful, leaves you feeling bloated, or worsens your gastric reflux. Stick to drinking liquids before or between meals. Otherwise, there's no evidence that you should avoid drinking with meals. On the contrary, beverages consumed right before or during meals can promote smooth digestion and lead to optimal hydration and leave you feeling full. Just remember that water is the healthiest one of all. And let's just end this with some fun little facts. Factor facts. What was the worst defeat ever for a college football team? It was probably a game in 1918 between Georgia Tech and Cumberland College. Cumberland lost the game 222 to 0. I mean, come on, you couldn't give them a break and at least let the other team get one score in there? <laughs> Dicks. Uh, when drivers on the island of Jamaica see a road sign that says sleeping policeman ahead. They aren't surprised. They just slow down and drive right over the sleeping policeman. That's because a sleeping policeman is just a bump in the road. It's put there to keep people from driving too fast. Basically a speed bump. Then it's against the law. You'll be breaking the law in Michigan if you hitch a crocodile to a fire hydrant. What are you supposed to tie your buddy up to? (laughs) In Massachusetts, 
it's against the law to eat peanuts in church. And dogs may not bark after 6 p.m. in Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> You're going to tell the dogs that? All right, that was it for today. I hope you had fun. I hope we got you some information that helps. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Put that monster in a box. Keep him away from you. And check out Crimson Call Comic Club and Under the Call. And keep listening to Under the Call of MS. And don't forget to rate and review because it helps us out. And then we can actually find out what kind of following we got. So be good, and we'll get back to you again soon.